Welcome to the Push Performance Podcast. It's been a long time, people. Back. <laughs> we're back. I don't know if we're back, back, but we're back today. Yeah. Take one day at a time. You know, the podcast today is November 28th. After Thanksgiving, we had a little slower week. It's been awesome. Um, today, Dr. <clears throat> Dr. Nick from Next Era. What's up? Arizona resident now. Yeah. Desert boy. Desert boy. <laughs> not, not according to the time you got pulled over. It's true. Police officer still thinks you. Bro, why we put that? Why we're not laundry right now? <laughs> I think Dalton Hurd might join us today. He's here, but I don't know if he's talking. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> he may pop in and out. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving episode. Around. This is fifty nine. Fifty nine. We're on roll for a while. I think for a while. Years straight. Yeah. It's just hardcore fall off. So. Been busy. You actually listen to our podcast. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> um, yeah. So today, funny funny thing is, I had an idea about a podcast. Nick was in a meeting with uh, with Robbie out in Colorado via Zoom and said something, and is the exact same topic that we're covering today. So um, it's crazy out there. Yeah, crazy out there. So um, you know, essentially, what I want to talk today is about one treatment process. Um, not bounce around from treatment to treatment or program to program, throwing program to throwing program, hitting coach to hitting coach. Um, you know, what did you call it, Nick? Chaotic something? Or was you, you, you used a good word in there. Did I? Yeah. It'll come to me later. I don't remember. I said that. What did you say? I mean, just too many cooks in the kitchen. That's what you said. Hey, there we go. Too hey. many cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> so, first of all, why do you think people – it's what I'm talking That's about. Um so say you come to push for PT and you come to, to you go to push for uh, treatment with Nextera and all that stuff. It's great, right? Um, not saying this happens to our guys, but what I've seen in the past is guys like they always want that gold shining more and more and more and more. Um, so whether that be your team, whether that be your agent sending you somewhere or talking to you about something. Um, there's a lot of positives in getting multiple opinions. So I'm not saying it's all bad. Um, there's a lot also some negatives in getting multiple opinions. So, uh, biggest thing I want to discuss is the too many cooks in the kitchen in a negative way and in a positive way. Um, for me, it's easy just to access if, it, if it, everybody's doing throwing stuff here, PT stuff here and strength stuff here. It's easy just to access that through our Google docs and, you know, design that quality program based on the communication aspect. Kind of what we had a conversation with last week with that organization we met with Nick. Um, you know, just the communication of what we do is what makes us great. And um, yeah, so that's kind of what I want to talk about. You guys have any input on this today? No, I mean, I think it's something that we, like on our side, obviously as a profession, nobody really knows what we do. Um, you know, I've had multiple times where I'll be doing a, like a spinal manipulation on somebody. I'll be, you know, cracking their neck or whatever. And somebody's like, wait, 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 like you can do that. I've been going, I've been going to this other place and, you know, or soft tissue work or, you know, whatever. Um, and even, even from like a strength and movement side. Um, and obviously, you know, I always come back to letting experts be experts. And a part of that is our, you know, after meeting with an organization a couple of weeks ago, it's very clear and evident to me that one of the strengths we have is our ability to co like kind of communicate in between all of our professions. 
And that's all honestly like a big draw to come in here. And when you're letting us all communicate effectively between one another, it just keeps everything simpler um, versus if you're coming in with, you know, outside information, whether it's good or bad, if the communication's not there because they're not in house or not around us, it just makes it infinitely more difficult to kind of build around. So we're not saying that you should go outside. Right, 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 right. It's just we need to know, right? That's the biggest thing is we need to know why, we need to know what you're doing. Movement quality in the weight room and, you know, focusing on, you know, even pitch design stuff, you know, plays a role in, in that. So if you're a rotational guy and you're throwing sinkers, we need to know that. Um, that way we can train you better. Uh, so, you know, on, on our side, it's just, you know, we want to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, not, you know, not just to do the next shiny thing out there. You know, a squirrel sees five nuts and they chase all five of them versus just trying to gather that one for this family, you know? And, um, you know, there's so many different modalities in this world. Like what you said, Nick, it's like people don't know what you're truly doing, you know? And the fact that we can dry needle, soft tissue, manipulate, um, focus on DNS, focus on PRI, focus on FRC, focus on all those things. We built a group of people where it's like, hey, this is what we're really good at, you know? But Dalton in for your, your speed knowledge and hitting and, you know, all those different things. So, you know, we, what, what Nick's great at, Austin isn't so great at, but what Austin's great at is Nick's, Nick's better at, right? So, did I say it wrong? Yeah, but we get yeah, you. you. We got you. <laughs> you know, Taylor's a great different coach strengths. in X category. I'm a shitty coach in Y category, you know? So, um, you know, just, as, as far as me, it's like sometimes it, it bothers me to an extent where it's like, hey, might not be with my job, but when it comes down to it, it's like we can't help what the athlete's doing, right? And I want to be better in my profession. I want to be better at what they're doing for them, not just for me, but I want to learn too. So, like, if you're going to go see people, like, connect us with them, you know? And I think, like, you know, obviously on our side, we have uh, numerous people that come in that don't train it push necessarily whether it's an org guy coming in for rehab or you know somebody from a different facility or from a different state and things like that and you know you can effectively communicate with outside people and make it all blend together really nice um, obviously people are going to come and see us because we have something that you know they want or they're familiar with or you know hopefully blends well with what what they're doing elsewhere um, and I, I would say like nine times out of ten it does blend together really nicely I would say and from both of our perspectives, usually guys just come in doing too much if they're going to different places. You know, they might have a movement program from DJ, a movement program from, you know, a different, you know, strength coach, performance coach, whatever, plus one from their org. And then their body's just getting fried and you come back and you dive down into it. And lots of, you know, you're doing like six different types of hippie R, you know, patterns, you know, from three different people. Um, and it's like, oh yeah. And then you, it takes you an hour and a half to get ready and you're in, you know, the athlete's getting burned out and doesn't, doesn't have the buy-in or doesn't want to go through and do the work. So, um, I would say most of the time they complement each other, but almost like too much. Yeah. I mean, nobody's doing anything that secretive. Right. right. Like nobody's doing anything to the point where it's like eye opening. Like I, I yet to see something like, Oh, I've never seen that before, you know? And I mean, that's just us being around forever, Nick, right? It's been doing it for 12 years or 13, way too long. But, you know, and, um, you know, it's just like they, 
I think it comes back to the communication too. The athlete needs to communicate on why they're doing it. If they want to go somewhere and they have cold tubs and hot tubs and all that and red light, red light therapy, which I fully believe in, please go do that. Awesome. Right. Or you can be like Kevin and buy, buy that stuff for your house. But <laughs> I had to put that together when I was in Louisiana. That was part of my job title. <laughs> well, and I think I, I think the big takeaway from just this conversation is like, we don't, we want the athlete to do what's best for them. And that's, what's the most important. Like we work for the athlete. Um, but sometimes if, if people there, cause there's people out there that are just going to like take your money and they're going to, you know, Hey, I, I have this modality or I do this better than the other person. And, sales tactic. Yeah. And then when you end up going to four different places, but you're getting just about the same damn thing every time, then it just becomes too much. And that's when you do have too many cooks in the kitchen and, you know, especially if you got a guy going through rehab that's searching for those answers and then he just doesn't know what to stick with, it it, it gets infinitely more difficult when that happens. So Yeah, when, when things get difficult, it's when you got to keep on pushing forward, right? Through rehab, especially, it's like you're always going to have some kind of difficulty throughout the process. And I mean, that's why they agents send guys here or the guys pay us for that reason is because we, we've done it a million times, you know, and we've never seen an easy process. Like, let's be honest. You? A couple times. More than more than me. You get lucky every once in a while. <laughs> you know, so like the difficulty is always going to be there on the rehab side, or even on the performance side. Like game velo is not easy. You know, correcting your swing, changing your swing is not easy. Um, you know, everything we're doing is for the athlete to be better on the field. Period. And we just need to really focus on on the why with guys and. You know, I'm, I'm thankful we're in a situation where we have a ton of dudes where, you know, they believe in us and I have to, I get to go back on that, right? Where if somebody doesn't <clears throat> go try a new movement screen or new this or new that, like I just ask for information now. I don't get buttered about it, right? It's more so, what can I learn from this? Um, but at the same time, they start filling their head. You don't know what they're saying to them. Like we're chasing, you know, external rotation when they're chasing internal rotation or vice versa. You know, we've had that before too, mm -hmm. right, Nick? So, mm -hmm. Um, excuse me, being communicative and being on the same page, number one thing for us. Um, you got anything else on that? No, I mean, like I said, I mean, as long as I'm a big fan of if you are going to work with somebody else or you're going to be doing something with someone else, I want their phone number. I want to talk to them. I want to make sure everything's blended together. I don't, I don't, it, I'm not going to get butt hurt if you go somewhere else and do something. I just ask that, you know, the communication's there so that it can all well, work together. Better. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, every, everybody has a specialty that they're good at and, you know, we can't do it all, um, you know, at that specialist level. Um, you know, I don't have $20,000 modality machines in here. I probably never will. Um, you know, so if, if that's something that's a part of your routine and it works, fantastic. I want you to do it. If you've got the money to spend on it, great. Go for it. Um, you know, I think that can be a value add instead of a value cost any day of the week. Yeah, same on our end. We see it a lot in Colorado, right, where we don't have that throwing aspect. Like we refer people to, you know, our in-house partners or outside partners or whoever it may be, right? And then the same thing, like we have guys throw with us that don't lift with us or guys lift with us that don't throw with us, mm -hmm. you know, but we are always in communication with either the org or the outside facilities or whatever it may be, even if it's another strength facility that guys are doing double dipping, right? Um, that's the biggest thing is, you know, not keeping it a secret from people is number one. And then 
also like on our end, it's like not letting the coach's ego or the doctor's egos get in their own place. You know, we see a lot of that too, where it's like, hey, this is my athlete, my athlete, my athlete. Like, no, it's athlete wants to go search other modalities for a reason. But like, if it, did I explain to them why we're doing this? Right? Did I explain to them what we're doing, what the objective is through this exercise or through this program? If they're doing that, probably not. You know, so where where can we be better with that? You know, so that's kind of where I where I think it's like also too. It's like if I see. How I got into a couple of things like DNS stuff is like guys were searching that stuff out. It's like, oh, cool. Like, how can I learn about DNS? How's, you know, let's incorporate into that our program when guys need it. You know, um, not everybody needs certain things or certain certain breathing patterns or certain FRCs or whatever whatever it may be. Guys need different different things. They're all you know. We have a bunch of different tools in our toolboxes and. You know, you've equipped your staff to being specialists in one area. We've equipped our staff to being specialists in their areas, you know. So, um, you know, we back in the day, Nick, when, you know, we used to do like some soft tissue stuff or range of motion stuff with athletes, you asked us, hey, like, let, let us take care of that. Simple, right? Simple conversation. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, I think that's, you know, again, it comes back to let experts be experts. And, you know, I've got two CSCS PTs on my staff, they could do strength and programming, but why? Like they, we don't have with, with restrictions and, you know, between insurance and things like that, like it just makes more sense to let somebody else who does that for a living do it rather than, you know, let, let us do our thing. Um, and I think that plays into like at the organization level as well, where you've got guys in different positions organizationally where, you know, it might not be their job to spend an hour with you you know, on the table doing stuff. They're, they're there to just make sure you're going through the process. So especially this time of year when the orgs aren't fully staffed with everybody. Um, I mean, we've got an organization PT coming in tomorrow that we're treating their athlete and we invited them out here because <clears throat> um, that athlete in particular can go to the organization and get free treatment. Makes sense, right? Like I get that. We invited the PT out here so that she can have a better understanding of like what we're, what we have been doing so that he can continue to be successful and almost kind of hand the treatment off but at the same time like i don't want to say like oversee it but you know have continue to have input on it so that that athlete can continue to be successful so um you know it works both ways on our end too when people go to other places yeah that's all i wanted to say does it change i know like with the pro athletes there's a lot of people like with college and high school are there different people involved that you need to communicate with i think it's more territorial with that yeah, yeah the collegiate landscape is very territorial yeah um even high school yeah I, I would say that there's a certain level at least from the training room where they want to own that i know from we've ran into it from the strength standpoint too where you know strength coaches will be like we don't want you training there we want you you know in-house we want you with with the team doing everything mm-hmm. um i know on our end you know we have great working relationships with several high schools and colleges and then we've got some where we have to like hide that they even come in because the right. the college will freak out or the high schools are pretty mellow for us. But um, I know from a strength standpoint, that's something that you guys run into. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with the college and high school level, it comes down to communicating effectively to the parents. Right. They're the ones paying for it too. So, you know, as long as the parents are educated and aware and, you know, they're showing they're present in the athlete's treatment or programming, then it's usually not an issue. Yeah, and that's why I always try and invite the parent day one mm-hmm. or high school kids like, hey, come in for the assessment. You know, Eric, Coach Eric or 
Grant or Chris or Joe, whoever will, right. will take you through this, right? And right. Explain why we're doing it. The more they know, it's like that's why it's important, like sending up, saying, sending messages to them, saying that hey, this is the updates, this is what we're doing with them, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff is, you know, because even though they're like, progressing really, really slow, they're still progressing, right? Right? Or people had, you know, have black low work ethic, and they come in, and they say, oh yeah, I didn't get much out of it. Right. And that's what I see on my end. Which has happened. Yeah, um, the parents that don't come in and then they think it's more like a 24 hour fit, like they're not understanding fully. I, yeah. The attention to detail is there. Right. Right. The, in my opinion, nobody else has that attention to detail in both Arizona and Colorado's locations for both the physical therapy side and the strength side mm -hmm. side of things. But, you know, those things slip through the crack if we're not explaining that to the parent. Yeah. Um, you know, and like going off the territorial thing, like with high school kids, you know, if one kid's lifting and throwing at this place and we still, we work with them a little bit, like, like they're asking, why are you working with my athlete? Instead of saying, what can we do to help you? Right. Right. I see that more in Colorado than I do here. But, um, you know, to be honest with you, it's, it's, it's frustrating because like, that shows you why you're doing it. It's not, it's not for the athletes, for the money. Right. You know what I mean? And even if they're coming to us once or twice a week and going to you the other five days a week, mm -hmm. like, yeah, you might have built a good foundation for them, but you know, we're we're filling that, that gap, but we're also going to tell you about what we're doing, but if you don't want to listen to us, that's on, that's on you. Yeah. Right? So, like, why wouldn't we listen if, if X athlete goes to a different PT practice or different strength coach or different chiropractor or whatever, maybe, right? right? So... You know, for us, it's like, hey, we need to listen to everybody. Mm -hmm. I need to learn as much as I can for everybody. And that that number one thing is learning while we're doing it is for the athlete, period. I think that's something that's taken. I remember early on, like, I used to get super, oh. super butthurt if somebody was like, oh, you know, you come out of PT school and, you know, they, they teach you that you are all and know all and be all. And then you get out into the field and you try to take that mentality that they try to teach you. and Right. You know, at the end of the day, like these are saying, we all kind of do the same stuff. It's just the ability to like kind of integrate it for the athlete that makes a difference. Yeah, um, I remember like very early on where we would we would get super butt hurt, but now that we've done it long enough, it's you know circling back to what's the athlete's goals? Is this going to help them? Great, like fired up. Not knowing, not trusting <clears throat> yourself as a coach too, and not having that brand identity yet, right? Mm -hmm. Where I feel like we have that brand identity finally, mm -hmm. and. I can give two shits of that if they go do does something else. But like I know where their their you know day one is just they're here. Right. They're here every day. Right. They're here six days a week. If they want to go with somebody twice a week, please do. Mm -hmm. If you're only gonna get better. Yeah. And I'm gonna learn a lot. Yeah. You know. Um same with you. They're here three times yeah. twice a week with you and once a week with somebody else. Like yeah, as long as they're not double dipping and doing the yeah. same thing two days in a row or whatever, and it's one's not taken away from the other. And again, that's just where it's like communicate, communicate, communicate. Yeah. But I think, it, you know, in both of our fields too, though, the other side gets kind of butthurt about it. Maybe they haven't been doing it as long, or maybe they're a little that, bit more. That was my point. Yeah. yeah, they're more insecure on, you know, from a business standpoint or whatever. You know, how, how does that translate into their athletes program or I guess our athletes program? You know, so I think that's where on our part, like being able to recognize that and just, essentially establish the communication be the one that reaches out and says like hey i hear you're working with so-and-so this is what we're doing what are you doing mm -hmm. and then 
you know, it doesn't need to be a measuring contest from there. Yeah. So the holiday spirit. Let's yeah. help each other. Love everybody. <laughs> Love everybody. I mean, yeah, it's true though. Like, yeah. like you said too, with the parents, it's parents, the high school kids, that's the number one person you need to talk to. Yeah. Like some parents just honestly just write us a check. It is crazy to me how many parents just like drop their kids off and don't even know what the hell is going on. But then it's, they'll check in all of a sudden and yeah. be like, wait. The like second, is yeah, the now. second they're not right. performing the way they're supposed to, they want to listen to how velocity trends work, like you'll learn. Right. You yeah. can't go on an escalating, you know, graph right. all the time. And it's it's sad for that the athlete because he might be making those progressions and it's not yeah. So, so the progress, athletes that come progress. in with their parents day one and they know and do check-ins and stuff. That's they seem. Well, this doesn't be easy too. Like how many people quit when it gets hard? Yeah. Like you derail a business plan when it gets hard. You derail a training program when it gets hard. You derail everything. It's like you don't change the plan. You keep fighting through that plan, mm -hmm. right? And so the amount of people that call and ask how many months it takes to get to X Vila, yeah. I'm like, with all due respect, <laughs> you know, because I, I get it. That's the number one concern. Yeah. I understand. Uh, but I can't. Got it's a whole other podcast. Right. <laughs> Brandon got asked how how much uh, what can you get out of three weeks of work? Brandon goes, you get three weeks of work out of three weeks of work yeah. three weeks of gains out of three weeks of work yeah it's like oh well that three weeks isn't gonna do shit for you long term right but it's hard because a lot of parents don't don't even they don't know so until you know hoping to educate and continue to learn right um and that's for us is like we want to give out as much content as possible i know we're super slammed right now and busy and kind of delaying that content but it's just like during a slow time we try and just pump out content for Mainly the parents, truthfully, mm -hmm. right? Our yeah. pro guys know what we're doing. Right. Like we're, we're here. We're, they've had great success. They, they've stayed healthy for the most part. Um, you know, guys are signing, some of the guys are signing second, third contracts that are big league post our contracts. That, you know, this is pretty cool for us where Nick and I first started. is like, hey, we have a, a D1 college kid. We thought it was cool, right. you mm -hmm. know? Which is still cool. Don't right. get me wrong. Right. But now it's like, hey, we're getting to the point where it's like, this person signing his third big league contract, right? Right, or second big league contract. Yeah, not a lot of places can do that, you know. And they know we're here, but this is a high school guys like, hey, they don't they don't bench squat clean, so I'm not doing. Or they don't do they don't have cold tubs or what's right. that really expensive thing you want? Oh, the pimp machine. machine. Yeah, if any yeah. orgs out there have one laying around, they're only twenty grand. Yeah, <laughs> but do I need it? No, absolutely yeah. not. You know we. Would, one of those things where people are wanting it, but you know, value versus cost, uh, I don't think it's there. Mm -hmm. So, and Arizona too, just educating about not playing every day of the year in Arizona just because it's nice out. That's a hard one. Well, that's why it's hard for us to get in contact with these high school coaches. And mm -hmm. you know, certain high schools do listen to us here. Yeah. Thank God. But it's just like monitoring workload or monitoring workload is like, yeah. Like, hey, like, I'm going to throw my full time today with Andrew at push instead of here. So I can work on some pitch design on the Edutronic and get on the track, man. The push like, okay, cool. That makes them better. Right. 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 We've even had pushback before with that. Just yeah. like a, we're, we're working together, not against situation. Yeah. Well, so. It's just the amount of people that like try and talk poorly about other facilities or other coaches saying bad things about other coaches. It's just like, I'm so glad we're out of that, that phase in life. You know, you say bad stuff. Like I might, I might have fucked up. I'll wear it, mm -hmm. but you know, I don't care anymore. You know what I mean? It's to the point where it's like I, I don't care. 
<laughs> my biggest thing is like I learned is like, hey, if you're not inside my four walls, I'm not gonna worry about it. Right? I'm gonna teach everybody as much as I can, but if you're not inside these four walls, my my love, my investment, my time is going to my family and the people inside these walls and in, in Colorado. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing for me. Did I go off track? <laughs> The Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> Be thankful for what you got. I said something to Nick the other day. He was complaining about something. I said, yeah, you live in the United States. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> First world problems. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, like it. I think we're good. That's a good, good quick combo. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. See ya. <laughs>